Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, welcome back to the show. It's high noon. The sirens are going off in the suburbs. That means we're about to play Hang Up and Listen here on MSO. You can get get (laughs) your thoughts in. We do it every week at noon. 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255. We do have a couple open phone lines. The first caller every week gets $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Let's go eat at Ease. There are now four Memphis area ease locations. There's the original across from Methodist University Hospital on Union. There's the one right down the mountain from us at Park and Mount Moriah. There's the one on Summer Avenue and the brand new one opening up in the old CKs across from East High School. Ease 24-hour cafes open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day long. We love the breakfast. We have it each and every Saturday uh, here on the program. It is delicious. Uh, so the first caller each and every week on Hang Up and Listen, $10 to Ease 24-Hour Cafe. Hey, swing by some of the locations, throw in your business card. Every Monday they have a drawing for a free meal. So uh, be sure to bring your business cards with you and just chuck them in the bucket, and maybe you can win uh, free lunch from Ease. But uh, every week we give you $10 to Ease if you are the first caller during Hang Up and Listen. Let's go eat at Ease. Every week, there's also a grand prize for the winner of Hang Up and Listen, the best caller. Johnny Radio, if you will, tell the uh, listeners what the best caller gets today. Uh, yes, the winner of this week's Hang Up and Listen will win their choice of the two most fabulous prizes ever to hit the airwaves. $25 to Elfo's, the greatest restaurant ever, ever conceived. It's in Germantown. Thank you, Kim and Alex, for well making me fat. Or you can get the MSL prize pack. It's got MSL shirts and a bunch of other goodies. It's a little bit of a secret. It's a little secret, secret action. All right. $25 telephones or an MSL prize pack to the winner of Hang Up and Listen. Marcus, remember? I do uh, remember. What the, the rules game. are. Let's see if the uh, yeah. if the uh, the listeners, should we not explain it and see if they know how to play or should we explain it? Might as well go ahead and explain it. Let's we go ahead and explain the, uh, hiccups uh, in the game of <laughs> Hang Up and Listen. The rules are like this. Call the show. Ask a question. Make a statement, anything you would like Kevin and myself to talk about, and then in your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen. If you do not in your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen, then we cannot answer your question or talk about whatever you call it. Talk about So, just make sure you in your phone call with, I'm going to hang up and listen, and you will be fine, and you will be able to win one of the grand prizes. But if you don't, then you cannot win anything. Pretty simple. Uh, let's go ahead and right now and play. Hang up and listen. Yeah. All right, here we go. We play it each and every week at high noon. Great prizes on the line for the best caller. $10 to ease to the first caller. And let's go right now to our first caller. Vernon, you are on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. That's right. How are y'all doing? What's up, um, actually, I'm going to sit there and talk about something that maybe you get lost in the side show of the playoffs uh, and see if y'all think this perhaps is a... Uh, situation of the lady protest too much. Were y'all aware that Bud Selig is now being sued by Alex Rodriguez? Yes. See. Well, well, y'all are very good then, but for your listeners who, who may have not have heard, 
it's almost resembling something like CSI of the Bronx because Rodriguez is accusing Major League Baseball of stealing, paying someone to steal his personal record, $150,000 is supposedly what this uh, uh, gentleman was paid to go ahead so Major League Baseball could use these records against him. The second lawsuit, of course, again, the lady protests too much, Albert Pujols and, uh, of course, Mr. Clark. Now, you know, Pujols is a, is a fan favorite, but you just kind of have to wonder, too, about, you know, his, uh, uh, as far as the power-hitting performance that he has. You know, I hold nothing against either of these gentlemen, and I just wanted to just see if y'all think this perhaps might be uh, a situation of the lady protest too much or a good defense is the best offense. Thank you. All right, thank you, uh, Vernon. That's how it's done. Vernon, congratulations. Uh, he didn't say. Did he say it? He said it at the beginning. Yeah. Okay, at the beginning. He said, "Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say, hey, okay. I'm hanging up and listening." Okay, okay. Uh, I think he's still on the line. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I'm still on the line. You, oh, you better say, say I'm hanging up and listening. Say, hang up and listen. I'm gonna hang up and listen. Right. There we go. That's how it's done. Vernon. <laughs> Vernon gets ten dollars to ease twenty-four right. hour cafe. Your thoughts on this baseball story, Marcus? Well, I mean, I think that uh, Alex Rodriguez suing Major League Baseball, I don't really see anything wrong with it because I, I, I personally think that Major League Baseball has been on a witch hunt to uh, get Alex Rodriguez. I mean, my thing is you're suspending him not based on the results of a drug test, but you're suspending him based on the information that you obtained through a third party. And I just believe that... I. I just don't necessarily think that that is what the rule was put in place to do. I, I I was under the impression that it meant failing a test, and it is not the it is not the fault. Well, it is the fault of the players, but the fact that players are able to take this stuff on a set schedule in order so that they don't fail the test. I mean, that's just something that I mean players are going to be doing that until the end of time. Just like they say in NASCAR, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I'm not saying that players should be cheating in baseball, but it is the reality of the situation. And if Major League Baseball wants to clean this up, then they have to just come up with a better testing process as opposed to going after people who may have second or third party information in order for them to get a particular player. Because I do believe that they were on a witch hunt to get Alex Rodriguez. I don't believe that that suspension that Major League Baseball put down on him was warranted and at the end of the day I believe Alex Rodriguez will be playing baseball for the New York Yankees next season and as far as um, this Albert Pujols uh, situation is concerned I just think it's one of those things where you want to get out in front of this uh, and let everybody know that how you feel and how strongly you feel or how strongly he feels about the comments that were made and I think that's why Pujols has decided to go down the road and he has decided to go down just in order to make sure that his name doesn't continue to be a part of something like this I uh, I have to agree with that. Interesting, Vernon uh, talking baseball to to kick things off today. By the way, you do know that the playoffs are on, Kevin. What baseball playoffs? Huh? Playoffs. I do know we had the we had the baseball game on at trivia the other night at the Green Field. The Atlanta Braves were losing. The Atlanta Pretty Braves em- em- embarrassing the South's team. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They but it's a, game. it's a college football Saturday. There's actually no great games on TV right now, so it's a good thing that we are on the air right now for you to entertain you as you wait for a good football yeah, game. Yeah, they're to start. boring. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep moving on. Dangerous Dave. Dangerous Dave, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Mercy, mercy. It's a beautiful day in the River City. 
Live and in living color, dangerous days from Tiger Lane. Sunshine, cool breeze, and put your butts in the sea. And Kevin, don't say a word about what you're doing Monday. I'll hang up and listen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, another wedding? No, I don't have a wedding on Monday. I don't know what's going on with Dangerous Dave. Hey, is he going to be a Tiger Lane with us? I don't... Who is Dangerous Dave? I don't know, but he might be drunker than me. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and don't forget what you're doing Monday. But he, but he's at, he's at Tiger Lane, uh, and the weather's out looking great right now. Johnny Ray, you got the window. Give us an, an analysis of the weather as the Tigers uh, play a big game against Central Florida. I would say it is partly cloudy with a slight chance of rain and looks like uh, maybe a little wet tea action this afternoon. Yeah! We look out for you here. We are willing to go all the way to look out our window so you don't have to. Right here on MSL so we get you closer to, to kick off. Thanks, Dangerous Dave, for your phone call. We're going to keep moving. We're going to go to Robert. Robert, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What up, Robert? Hey, guys. Um, it's my understanding that there were also students regular students at this poll that were insensitive, insensitive remarks. What happens to the students if you want to suspend the athletes? And the second part of that is athletes are not allowed to receive any kind of special privileges of In a negative way, if you suspend the athletes, isn't that a special privilege for them? Now hang up and listen. All right, interesting uh, phone call there from Robert. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're ta- we're talking. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of talk about this continuing up until 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 the game today because we are the home of the Ole Miss Rebels. That game will be on uh, in in uh, just a few hours right here. So don't t- turn your radio down. Keep it tuned right here to Sports 56 and 877 FM for the Ole Miss game. A little bit later on on this very show coming up at 12:30, uh, we will have. Uh, the uh, one of the students, the actually the openly gay student uh, Garrison Gibbons, who was on stage during the p- performance, uh, to kind of give us uh, his thoughts, exactly what he heard, what he saw, what he felt uh, during uh, those moments that have been well documented uh, in national media reports, uh, all based off of the great report in the Daily Mississippian. But to go on, um, Robert's thoughts on the players. Uh, and the other students that were in there, they were also uh, making fun of it. All of it is an embarrassment for Ole Miss, if there was, whether it was football players or not football players. But again, it's kind of the your benefits of of being a player and in that in that position, you are representing you're a rep, you're representing the university uh, wherever you go. Yes. Um, and the players, I mean, the students don't necessarily do that. So I mean, there's some things that they do get extra benefits. Uh, the players do get. I mean, they obviously they get scholarships and they get the meals and they do get stuff. So the idea that they get or not the exact same as a regular student is not true. Um, help me out, Marcus. Trying to figure out what Robert uh, is trying to make the comparison. I know people think like you've got to punish the other people in there, but again, they don't have that public role that the football players have. So. Exactly, and that's what. Makes, not, you can, what are you going to punt it? You're going to suspend them from going to a football game? Yeah, like that, they can't go to the games that the guys are playing in. And you know, that's the unfortunate thing about this whole situation is because you have football players that are involved, and those football players are considered to be representatives of the university. Right. But then again, you would think that any normal student would also be a representative of the university. So. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't I mean, really understand or know what kind of punishment or held on a pedestal exactly. and so what kind of punishment could you hand down on a regular student for heckling? Not let them go to the football game? Well, but is that really I mean, a punishment? I mean, it's almost football. 
I'm they sorry. were undefeated until last week. <laughs> you know, I still got to get my over there. You know. yeah. The students that were there, if it was, uh, you know, because I think a lot of them, some of them there, I might be wrong, were mm-hmm. there for a class, correct? Yes. Right. So Most of them, yeah. the students that were there, if they find out you were one of the uh, regular students heckling, you give them a zero for that, you know, that project and make them do some extra stuff. Now, that yeah, would be something, you know, give them a failing grade I don't know if impact, because... That's getting involved, like, your discipline of your grade. Like, even if you got in trouble in high school or anywhere, like, you could get detention or you could get suspension or whatever, but you were still able to keep up with your grade. Extra no, credit. suspension, you, How about you lose zeros. Make them, make them all do extra credit. In, in school, Johnny Radio expert on suspension. I've been suspended. Extra, <laughs> extra credit team building activities and exercises. Why not? And this is our, our the idea from our friend Kevin down at the queue. You can listen to him right now on 107.5. Is why not make... Uh, some of those people be involved with a play the next semester that that would be the best punishment you know what because it wouldn't actually, be a punishment. Though, the thing that makes me mad about that though is they actually might like it and it become some rewarding experience for them well, well that, that yeah that's good. fine a, I mean, a positive out of a negative you know what let them be a part of a play and let that play be Peter Pan okay <laughs> Marcus is picking the play for him yes the play should be Peter Pan because it has, it has a lot of elements like the tights Exactly. Well, I guess football players are used to wearing tights, so that really wouldn't bother them. That's true. Uh, 360-8255, it is Hang Up and Listen. We're going to keep moving. Uh, mean Gene. Mean Gene, you're on Hang Up and Listen. Mean Gene Oakland? Yeah, what's going on, guys? What's up? The question is, I don't know, who do you think is the best quarterback in the SEC? Is it McCarron from Alabama? Is it Mistenberg from uh, LSU? Is it my main man, Johnny Manziel from Texas A&M? Or is it my, the kid from Georgia, Murray? For my money, I think it's Manziel. I think he's the defender from Trophy Winner. Hey, this guy plays big in big games. He's, he's wild, the wild card, and I like wild cards. Like Johnny, Johnny, my main man, Hart. And I hang up and listen. All right, all right, all right, all right. Thanks, all right, all right. That's how it's done. I know, Marcus, you, uh, this is one of those moments where you wish uh, the Tiger football team was in the SEC so you could say it's Paxton Lynch is the best quarterback. Absolutely not. Because you love Paxton Lynch. I would not say that I love Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Are you offended because your boy uh, Russell wasn't in that? No, um, because he's been hurt. And oh, that's the only reason he's not considered the best well, okay, quarterback now in Dak the SEC. Well, he's been hurt, and Dak Prescott has played well in his absence. And not only has Prescott played well in his absence, but he hadn't really had anybody to throw to uh, when he was healthy. That's Tyler Russell. But uh, the best quarterback in the SEC, I mean, it has to be Johnny Manziel. I mean, he's the Heisman Trophy. He's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. I don't care what A.J. McCarron's over there at Alabama doing. Johnny Manziel is, I mean, he's still putting up ridiculous numbers, playing great football. Nobody can stop this kid. He's hands down, Johnny Manziel, the best quarterback in the SEC. Ditto. By the numbers, gentlemen, if y'all want a little numbers action, mm. Johnny Manziel, his quarterback rating is 188.1. Second is Zach Mettenberger at 187.8. Aaron Murray actually has the highest, actually, at 191. I'm sorry, except for... He doesn't have the yards that Manziel does or the amount of touchdown passes. Boy, Manziel, so is, his, he's sick. What are his he's numbers? He's completing 71.4% of his passes. How many rushing yards? Johnny Manziel yes. this year has rushed. And, of course, it doesn't have him right here. Hold up. All right, well. Uh, yeah, that would be unfortunate. But I don't. Yeah, I can't get it. Johnny Johnny football the best. I mean, he's the reigning Heisman uh, winner. He is three hundred and fourteen yards rushing. That's all. Four games. He's not a running back. Yeah. He is a QB. Oh wait, it, is, it has been just four games. I forget. <laughs> I, I forget. It's only been four games. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, last year but he was still, for 1,400. I would still expect yeah. more from Johnny Manziel. Well, he's throwing for 1,489. Wait, rush rushing for 14. That's pretty good. He's doing, he's doing all right. Somebody should put a bag of money in the end zone here. Probably rush for a whole lot more. All right, we're playing Hang Up and Listen. The phone number is 360-8255. We do have a couple open phone lines if you want to jump in uh, and get your thoughts in. The winner today getting $25 to Elfo's Restaurant in Germantown or an MSL prize pack. Mystery prize pack. Let's go to our next caller, Mike. Mike, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Yeah, I was going to bring up something y'all brought up a few weeks back about the uh, film of that Quarry episode in Memphis, and the state didn't have enough money, but they give $19 million to Nashville to film Nashville up there. Has there been any repercussions in that? And number two was that new factory that's coming in down there at Tunica. I guess it's a crankshaft factory, and the guy said he wants to hire people from the Memphis market, but Memphis was never considered. Uh, don't you think the National Economic Development Board, I mean the Tennessee Economic Development Board, uh, wasn't on top of things as far as Memphis? And I'll hang up and listen. All right, thanks, Mike. Uh, good call, and I appreciate making sure, because that's something that we uh, do care a lot about on this show, is things being fair between Memphis and Nashville, yeah. and we've keep bringing up the main one is the the filming because we've had shows like Memphis Beat yeah in New Orleans Memphis Beat got shot in New Orleans could have been shot here uh, all of Craig Brewer we have the, the very talented yeah. uh, Craig Brewer right out of Memphis wants to shoot almost every one of his movies here but, but we can't because Florida, of the tax Georgia, breaks yeah. but for somehow Nashville uh, Nashville as being the you know the government part of Nashville is is given those breaks and those benefits to the people of shooting the ABC show Nashville but it's not a statewide policy, and somehow they're getting this is happening. And I still can't figure. We still, um, I mean, I'm talking with Greg Akers. I know it's great that Greg Akers, of course, friend friend of the show, uh, you know, regular on this show every month. He's now the the film and TV editor at the Flyer, and he's definitely on our side at this. And hopefully, he can can help this because we're still the, the the struggling point is we know that there is a problem, and is still trying to figure out. Uh, what Memphis can do about it because people keep writing about it being a problem it's, it was a big cover story in the flyer but there hasn't been Sometimes any Sometimes there's nothing you can do about it I mean, but if I mean it, when you can't call unfair. the shots exactly I mean and as Akers mentioned last week we do do a new segment inspired by this once a month when Akers comes on he comes on the last side of every month called, we call it Nashville Sucks where we look at what's being unfair being done between Nashville and Memphis and, and we talked about the the uh, the situation with the show Nashville, how Acres is like we should support this show because we want the Nashville TV show to be on as long as possible because that keeps the hypocrisy going and it makes it easier for us to say, hey, look, you're giving the money for that show, you need to give it. To but then us. you think but if that care. show if that show goes away, then it'll be like, oh, we gave it to them, we tried it with that show and it got canceled, it was a waste of money, uh, we're not going to give anybody any money. I don't think you really, I don't think they really care. But don't you think if the show gets canceled, they can go, we're not giving anybody money, it was a failure, but as long as it's still on, they can show they can be successful, it brings in millions of dollars to the national I, economy. I don't think the show being canceled has anything to do whether or not... It's not it, canceled, it, I, mean, I mean, it's still on, but I, if it I'm got saying, canceled... If it got canceled, it's a reflection like on the it was show, not successful. it's a reflection on the show, not a reflection on the fact that it was shot in Nashville. That's, so a, that's that's the way we would think about it, but I mean, the way it can easily be spun yeah, is that... Because I, Nashville doesn't care about Memphis. Because you can't look at the quality. Look at the quality of Hustle and Flow that was shot in Memphis. It uh-huh. freaking won an Academy Award. Yeah. But, I mean, the quality of the stuff doesn't necessarily... Uh, I, I, Nashville, I guess, doesn't care. I'm sure, I don't know how good the Nashville show is. I was in a movie that was shot I know, in Hayden Penitary's on it. 
So they shoot that in Nashville? The Nashville show is shot in Nashville. So she is in Nashville. She's in Nashville all the time, yeah. Man, I'm moving to Nashville. Johnny Radio is filling out an application for Nashville Peace. Sport Live. Nice knowing you. New producer of NSL. Yes, we're going to have to visit Johnny, not Johnny Radio in the um, Nashville prison system. We're going looking for Hayden Penetier. So, yes, nice knowing you. But yeah, because I, I ain't coming to visit. And Mike, Mike pointing out the the job situation. It's been tough, and it makes me think about this. We were at Cooper Young Fest. Johnny Radio doesn't remember being there, but we were up there. Sports Fifty Six was set up there. I was walking around there. There's this new local brewery, and it, the name escapes me right now. But they've got these shirts that they're selling for Memphis and for like the city, and it's got the state of Tennessee on it, and it's got Memphis highlighted in the corner, and it says, "When you're bad, they put you in the corner," and it just kind of feels like. Like Memphis, because we are Memphis really should be maybe the capital of Arkansas or Mississippi because the rest of the state separates itself from from us. Probably where it, it, we get in these complicated situations, like the jobs going to Tunica or like come on the state somehow. And I know Steve Steve Cohen. Uh, shout out to Steve Cohen for you know taking uh, not taking any money now. He's not taking his payment until the uh, the shutdown's over. So shout out to Steve Cohen, our congressman, but. You know, he's the one who got the, the state lottery going in Memphis. And I do think if we started a long time ago, we could have got some casinos legal and that the pyramid could be coming. Casino. It was a patience thing. Nobody had the patience to, to put forth some effort and say, all right, it may be 15 years before gambling can get legal, but if we start now, it can get legal and the pyramid could be a casino or whatever. And the casinos are right down the road going to Mississippi. So much stuff goes right down the road to South Haven, Mississippi. It goes to uh, to Tunica or Tupelo or DeSoto. And we love all those people. They're in our market. We love listening to them, uh, having them you know be our listeners here and uh, and go. I love you know visiting there. And South Haven's part of the Memphis market. But so much stuff does escape Tennessee because Memphis doesn't have that that cooperation. Like even I mean the DeSoto County Civic Lander, Lander Center with the River Kings play great facility but again if if there was the right situation you could have the Coliseum back up if it was upgraded to the uh, American Disabilities and it could still have you know the River Kings and those small events that you get at the DCC. All right, we're gonna keep moving on uh, Hang Up Listen. We're gonna go to Tony. Tony, you're in Hang Up Listen on MSL. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Tony? First of all, man, I, I, I want to say that uh, I commend you for giving that shout-out to Steve Cohen for not taking his pay. But I wanted to also say that the people, men and women that sacrificed their lives up there and work for the Capitol Police and Secret Service, they going without their pay and had a heck of a day the other day. It's unfair. And Marsha Blackburn won't give up her pay talking about she go to work every day. But what about those men and women and the rest of the men and women out here that's either having to stay at home and have their checks furloughed and may get paid later. And those men and women that's protecting the Capitol, the President, the White House, that, that has to go home to their families every day, and right now may not be able to pay their mortgage and stuff, thumbs down to Marsha Blackburn. I hang up and listen. All right, thank, uh, thanks, Tony. Uh, good call. So much on the... Uh, of the attention, and this is an interesting uh, story this week. I mean, there's been two stories. The, na- the, na- the nation has been focused on the, on the government shutdown, and then the lo- local sports scene is about what all this chaos at Ole Miss. And there's people who are picking signs and they're basing some things maybe on their on their political allegiances or their sports allegiances or whatever. But uh, this shutdown is hurting a lot of real people, and we hope that 
this time next week we won't be able we won't be taking phone calls on the uh, the government shutdown. But uh, you got cool people like Stephen Stephen Colbert. Did you hear this? Like somebody had their their wedding got canceled because of the shutdown. I guess they might have been having it at a national park or something. And so he's gonna he's bringing them on the show to have the wedding on his show. But it's affecting real people. This is a great time to go to a national park, and you could be on vacation. Your vacation plans are scraped. It's fall break, right? This week for Shelby County Schools, coming up for for Desoto County Schools. Like if you had a plan plan to go somewhere that was a national park, which is in every one of our U.S. states, forty nine of the fifty states have a national park. Like they're all they're all closed for business, right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's very unfortunate, and uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, they would get back to work soon because I mean, I mean, the whole reasoning behind the shutdown, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. What but, I mean, um, no matter what, know, what a lot of politics on, doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And the government shutdown, I mean, it's it's happened before, and but when it starts, like knowing that that the real people that it hurts, and that Congress, like even if it does have to happen, to me, what what does grind your gears is the Congress is still taking money. You know, they still get yeah, their check. They'll, it they're still getting them. their check. They are not, they're not affected check. about it. They knew in advance they were planning to do it, so they knew not to plan their vacation or their wedding at a national park. Like it's not affecting Congress whatsoever. They're getting paid. Well, those are the people who uh, who are elected by the people who are supposed to speak for the people who apparently uh, you know seems to sometimes you know want to do what's in the best of their political interests as opposed to what's in the best interest of the people that uh, you, elected them to represent them what do you think about Jesse the body venture saying we shouldn't have to pay taxes during the shutdown uh, that's not Jesse the body venture <laughs> that was really good actually I mean why not I mean why should we have to pay taxes during the during the uh, shutdown because uh, every, almost everything is still running. There are people who are being affected, national parks, other people who have jobs. That, you know that uh, some people have jobs, but most everything is still running, just at a lower capacity. So they're still, you know, running and stuff. I'm just tired of watching a bunch of grown men act like babies. Do your damn job and take care of the country. Right. All right. That's about political leverage, man. Yeah. I'm going to teach them a little leverage. I'm going to teach them about the forefathers. <laughs> One, two, three, four in the backhand. All right. Uh, that does it for Hang Up and Listen this week. You never know what we're going to talk about. Government shut down to all types of different topics today. We're going to decide the winner over the commercial break. But coming up on the other side, Garrison Gibbons. He's the openly gay cast member from the uh, the old Miss play that caused all the controversy uh, this week involving the football players and the other audience members. We will talk to him next. You're listening to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of SEC fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back to MSL. Thanks for making us a part of your college football Saturday. We're here every week, 11 to 1. If you ever miss a portion of the show, catch the podcast, MemphisSport.com. Or on iTunes. We're free on iTunes. All right. Our next guest today uh, was on stage during uh, the Laramie Project, the play at Ole Miss, which caused a bunch of controversy because of the, by now everybody knows, all the football players and some other students in the crowd uh, causing a disturbance during the play. And right now we're going to be joined by Garrison Gibbons. He is an openly gay cast member from that play. What's going on, Garrison? Hello. How are you doing today? 
I had, I'm doing great. How are doing you? Doing well. I'm hanging in there as much as possible. <laughs> oh, there's there's been some interesting new developments on the story. We'll talk to you about about those. But for those who 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 uh, don't know, who uh, most of us were not there. So a big a big thing that people need to know is what exactly happened and what happened from your perspective as being part of the play. And uh, if can you tell us what went down? Um, yes. Um, so basically, Tuesday night started like any other performance. We have a lot of um, non-theater majors that come to our show as a result of their class appreciation of theater. Um, their assignment is to come to every show. So we're used to people sometimes using their cell phones, talking to the audience. So it started basically like that, you know, a little bit of disrespect, but we're used to it. Um, but towards the beginning of the second act is when it began to shift. Um, I personally started to notice that they were laughing at things that weren't funny lines of humor, but instead were, in fact, um, hatred against um, the gay community or characters that spoke negatively about the gay community and laughed in a way that it seemed to be agreeance, in agreeance of that. And then it shifted from judging us characters and judging the Laramie Project as a show to what seemed to be judging us as human beings. And no longer was I being judged as a character but I was being judged as myself. And what part of uh, of this is people were wondering what specifically was said? Because there's people who are disputing whether or not they were just uh, laughing at the wrong times or if they were specifically saying specific words or phrases and saying things like, is that what you heard? Um, different things were heard throughout the results of the performance. Um Members in the audience have reported that when an African-American person came on to play gay, that it was a quote, uh, allegedly, that the quote was, he seemed, he's trying to act straight, but he's just a derogatory statement towards a gay person. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on air, so. Um, but, um, and then throughout my personal experience, I play a 52-year-old gay character, and he basically says he's gay and that he's been here a long time and he understands the community of Laramie. And during this whole monologue about that, I received laughter, people took photos of me, and throughout that, people on stage with me heard um, derogatory statements about me being a gay man and basically calling me queer and different words such as that, um, getting a little bit more derogatory than that. Um, I, of course, did not hear that because I was speaking over them, but I could hear audible talking. Were they... Um, Oh, sorry to interrupt. Were they were they screaming were they screaming them out, or could people overhear them saying it to each other, or were they just kind of like like they were saying jokes during a trailer at a movie, or yeah, kind of more like a, it was very similar to what I would say in sometimes in a movie in commentary, mm-hmm. where you know people are not necessarily shouting, but um, more audible than just speaking to each other, yeah. um, speaking to a group of people, more like um, projecting their voice enough to where a group of five or more could hear. Right, but somebody but like because the robe- space is so the space is very intimate. Um it only seats hundred and fifty mm-hmm. and they're very close to the stage. So we could you can very much hear what they're saying in the audience to well, an audible level. What's going through your mind when you're hearing this? When I'm on stage I'm just focusing on the character and trying to um you know portray the character. I'm not thinking about the audience much. You know, as an actor you're told to basically experience that there's like this fourth wall between you and the audience that basically you're in the environment and that the audience is just looking over you into the environment. So for me, it was kind of like we were constantly being taken out, taken out of the environment, not by our own will, but by hearing things that, of course, as humans, we were forced to 
take in. And so it kind of took us out of the show a little bit. We kept having to force ourselves back into the show, if that makes any sense. Right. Uh, Garrison Gibbons is joining us. He's a openly gay cast member uh, from the play the other day that has caused a lot of controversy over there um, in Oxford um, on campus at Ole Miss. Now, the the following the player in the middle of the play, the players came and apologized to you? Um, well, we did not know that there were academic, I mean, athletic people in the audience. So going into the third act, our stage manager contacted us and said, members of the football team and members of other, members of the football team would like to apologize for their actions at the end of the show. So just remain on stage. And once the audience clears out, they'll speak to you. And that's when we were kind of informed that there were people in the audience and that our house manager, who is also an athletic ambassador for the university, called the appropriate people to get to basically inform them of what had been happening. And that's when at the end, I got one of the um, players stood up and basically just said, you know, we're sorry for what we did. Um, and then another player stood up and said, we did not, we were not laughing, didn't mean to offend you. We were just laughing because we thought the play, that the, the subject matter was funny. And to us, we kind of took that as, oh, so you think the serious subject matter of Matthew Shepard, a gay person in 1998 being brutally attacked and murdered is funny. That's what, and, the, the Basically, player right after very, that, they were rushed out. It's a very serious subject, uh, the entire Yeah, I mean, play. there's funny lines in the show. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's important to be noted. Like, I, I know that it's been reported that we ourselves were laughing. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, in moments of the show, our characters laugh based as a response. So we weren't laughing at the, the, the situation. We were laughing at the show, like the moments in the show where we're supposed to laugh, if that makes any sense. Overall, how how do you view – I mean, I mean, does it – does this experience change your outlook on the football team at all, or just you know, do do you view anything differently uh, today than you did be, uh, before the play? I would say I do not look at the football team any differently because this is a, such a small. I'm logical enough of a thinker to understand that this is a small representation of the football team, about twenty or so. And from my understanding, I am also been told that it, a majority of them were freshmen. So I understand when I was a freshman you know, my viewpoints towards things and how I've been open-minded over the course. But I am a little disappointed that they have not been better trained to be role models because that is what they are. And so I would like that to be kind of taken away from it, a little bit that they understand that they are role models on this campus and that everything that they do is up for, you know, kind of interpretation, is up for they're projecting the university as a whole whenever they do things such as this. Um, For me personally, I kind of took away the very reason why we're doing the show and why it's important that we do this in Mississippi and at the university. Um, I think I kind of took that for granted before because as a gay man, being from Mississippi, I've experienced hatred, but as a theater student, I've I've gotten so much support from my community, and I've had a lot of open-minded individuals around me. So I think this kind of reminded me that that's not everything. That's not everyone on this campus's views. Not everyone is as open-minded as I am and that I need to do something about this. So I'm very proud that this has kind of happened in a way so that I have a voice and so that we can kind of better the Oxford community's opinions towards not just LGBTQ community, but also towards the multicultural groups on this campus. All right, Garrison Gibson is joining us. He's a cast member of Ole Miss's production of the uh, Laramie Project. Still going on. Is it still going on? Can people still go out and see the play? Yes. um, The play closes tomorrow. We have a performance today at 2 o'clock tonight at 7.30, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and tomorrow at 7.30. All right, very cool. Now, many people in the media uh, have called for the players to be suspended or disciplined in some type of a manner, but you've noted uh, that you don't want them to be suspended at all, that you're, that 
that you're fine with with no punishment for the players? Um, sort of. I mean, I feel like punishment via football, though it would affect them, doesn't really affect um, me and my message that I'm trying to send. To me, um, punishment wouldn't do anything positive towards this. Um, I think that honestly, based on my interpretation of the audience that night, that was made up of other people other than the football team as well, that people honestly don't think that their reactions were wrong, and that kind of troubles me. So for me, I would rather see members of the football team, fraternities on campus, sororities, a bunch of organizations stand up for our community and for equality and for human rights on this campus. I think that there's kind of this, like, um, kind of this don't ask, don't tell policy that's unofficial, of course, but that we kind of walk around, especially myself as a gay man, walk around and um, I have pride, but I don't display it enough because I feel that it's not a comfortable enough thing, and that's troubling me. So I feel like definitely that we need to grow from this and that I would like it for the football team to kind of stand up. Um, I've suggested that maybe they wear a pride ribbon on their helmet in the next few weeks for one of the games, and I know that I'll be talking to Dan um, Jones, our chancellor, next week concerning that and Ross Bjork. Um, concerning that idea, I think that would be a very symbolic message where the senior members or the older members of the football team show the younger members of the football team that acted this way that, you know, we are role models, we're standing up, we support the community at Ole Miss, and that basically, you know, teaching them in a way that that's the appropriate way to handle things. You know what I'm saying? So something like wearing a patch on the, on, on like a patch during the game or something like that? Yeah, that's my, I think that would be a very symbolic message not only to the community, not only to the United States and ESPN and all these sports things that, right. you know, Ole Miss is bigger than this, but also to the members that actually acted this way. It teaches them to be role models. It's, I, it's, I think it's a great thing that you you want to get a, a positive uh, response out of, of what was a, a negative event. What, but what do you say still to this day? I mean, we're, we're getting close to game time, and people are still saying this is no big deal uh, whatsoever. Uh, the people who are like, ah, that happens. You know, people uh, go to plays and they, they goof around and they say things. Like, what do you say to the people who say it's no big deal? Um, I don't necessarily know what to say to that because, you know, they obviously weren't involved. They, they obviously don't understand how we as theater people have to be vulnerable and have to show ourselves in a very raw light, especially for a show like this that's very serious. We're exposing ourselves just like um, players are exposing themselves during a game. And so for sports fans, I would like them to kind of get the parallels that it's kind of the same idea. They're, every Saturday, they're performing for their fans just like we're performing for an audience. And that if we were to act play at a game, if students were to show lack of pride at a game, that would be a very big deal. And people would say, how dare you not support your school? Um, how dare you? How dare the students not support each other? But when it's thrown to a, something that's not necessarily as understandable, like a theater, especially in Mississippi, you know, some people might not understand the theater or arts in general. They don't really understand that comparison, that it's kind of similar, and that in many ways we are performing just like them, and they didn't support us, whereas we support them every Saturday. How o- we just want the same support on campus. How often do you go to football games? I go to every football game that's um, on campus. Mm-hmm. I also go to um, the ones that are close, like Alabama. I, go, I usually go to those games. I, got, I had to miss it this year because of the show, but um, every home game, we have a tent, our theater department has a tent in the Grove, two tents actually combined, and we all show our support every football game. 
Does, has huge have, has Coach Hugh Freeze has he reached out to you guys at all? I know you you guys have got uh, statements and comments from the uh, the Chancellor and 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 other folks. Have you heard anything from Hugh Freeze? Um, Hugh Freeze himself has not contacted me, or from what I'm aware of, has not contacted anyone in our department. I have not heard his comments, and our department's been very good about sharing comments with us from different people. Mm-hmm. I met with Ross Bjork, the athletic director himself, and other members of the athletic department, but Hugh Freeze has yet to respond or comment okay, towards did, us in any way. He did, yeah, he did send out some tweets, but he hasn't, I guess he has not uh, contacted you guys directly. Yeah, no, um, you know, next Saturday will be October 12th. That'll be 15 years ago that Matthew Shepard was murdered, and yeah. Ole Miss happens to be playing at home versus Texas A&M. Would you like to see, um, you know, maybe them do something for that to just to bring some more light onto this subject? Exactly. That's why I kind of have been proposing the the pride ribbon thing on the helmet, because it is the 15th anniversary of Matthew Shepard's death, and the day before that is National Coming Out Day, which kind of celebrates that we are an open society that allows people to come out and be themselves. So it's definitely a time where I think it would be very important for them to do something. If they have other options, I'm willing to hear them and I'm willing to support them completely. If they want to do some kind of, if they want to, like, for example, they could do God Bless America or Faith and Grace at the, the game and dedicate that to Matthew Shepard, like, or, you know, something. I just think something needs to be noted. And I think that will be very, that's a strong message to me. I think that would be a strong message to people, especially the bigger news people like CBS Sports and ESPN that are covering the story. I think that's showing that the football team is bigger than this and that the football team is able to overcome this. I, I, I like those ideas. I mean, next weekend, uh, apparently, I mean, it's a big weekend now for for for, for Gay Pride and, and, as you said, the anniversary of that and you come in with coming out day and that to also coincide with Ole Miss's next home game, which is also – uh, a big game against Texas A&M, so uh, we're we're behind you on this, Garrison, and we will support you Thank and try. You. And t- we'll get word out on that for you uh, to make sure that. I mean, I think that I'd, how that's easy. Everybody always is wearing ribbons or 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 something on their uniforms every season and of some sort. You know, respecting a a, a pass a player that's passed away or something. So yeah, exactly. I think um, I think it's going to be kind of difficult. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I've already kind of proposed it a little bit. And, of course, they said for this game, for the Auburn game, that it was they've already been right. in Auburn and that it's a little too late, and I understood that. So I'm hoping that next week when I meet with them and discuss this that they'll open their eyes a little bit more because they were a little bit um, hesitant towards it because I think it is a very strong message in Mississippi. You know, I think there will be people that support the Rebels that would not support that, but I think it's something that's necessary to show the symbolic message and to get past the event. All right, Garrett, we're wrapping things up with Garrison Gibbons, who's joining us. He was in the play um, at Ole Miss and still in the play for the rest of the weekend, but he was there on stage you're taking some of the uh, the heat from the crowd. Um, but you're, I mean, Ole Miss notoriously uh, takes flack for being uh, a university that's not as accepting maybe as other college campuses, yeah. and and they've done great strides to get away from that. But it's still notoriously got that that connotation as, as a university. What has your overall experience been like in Oxford? Um, well, for me, um, you know, I wanted to go here from the time I was probably sixteen on. I've been a fan since I was about six or seven. My mom went to law school here, and she's now deceased. And she was very active in civil rights while she was here, and she was a lawyer that um, did a lot for civil rights. So it's always been something that's kind of strong in my family. And now that she's deceased, I know that she would want me to spread this message. And, like, once I was given the opportunity to speak, I knew that that's what she would want me to do. 
And so for me, you know, I've always been attached to this family at Ole Miss, and I think we definitely are a family. Yes, we have struggles just like the rest of Mississippi, but just like I'm a member of Mississippi, and I sometimes dis- I'm sometimes upset at some of the things that Mississippi does, but I still love Mississippi because I have this attachment to it. And Ole Miss will always have this place in my heart because of this, and I know that they can get better. I know that sometimes it takes events like this for Ole Miss to stand up, but based on past experiences, you know, with the 2012 riots and things like that, I think that event really helped us become better towards racial equality. And so I'm hoping that this small event, that, that thank God didn't get that big, um, can hopefully do something similar, and not just for the LGBTQ, but also for the multicultural groups on this campus that don't always have the voice. You know, different religions, different races, this still is the South, and though I wish it wasn't this way, the South does still have many negative views towards multicultural groups that, you know, are different. And so I hope that Ole Miss can kind of take a stand and be like the first to support it fully. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I, again, we, we do support your idea. The, I think the, the gay pride uh, patch is, is a tremendous idea. It would be a, a big statement from Ole Miss to coming from the school that was once waving the rebel flag to wearing yeah. you know, gay, gay pride uh, patches on, the, on their uniforms. So, uh, again, we appreciate you joining us, talking to us about, for about 15 minutes. Because, I mean, I know later on today we're getting about six hours to the football team, so we thought we'd give you, you know, a little bit of time to talk uh, today. So we appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great day. All right. All right. Thanks, you too. Thanks, Garrison. And hotty toddy. <laughs> Bye. There you go. He's still, you know, st- still very happy and very supportive of the football team. Yeah. And just want some positives to come from that. That's Gar- Garrison Gibbons. He's the openly gay cast member uh, from the Laramie Project. His outlook on the whole situation was very interesting. Uh, he, like you said, he does not sound like he's uh, uh, very upset or mad or anything. He just wants, uh, you know, he just wants this, this thing to come to a resolution that uh, is beneficial for all sides. Right, and and don't you think? I mean, and I know you're. I mean, we we love Ole Miss at the station, and it's 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 great to see that that Garrison still does. And you have these unfortunate black eyes that 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 happen, and you as a, the Ole Miss family uh, of how they're dealing with it and how they're reacting about it and talking about it. I think has actually it can become a benefit down the line. Yes, definitely. I mean, when something like this happens, you have to talk about it, and and, and it has to uh, be discussed in order for you to get past it and become better for it. I mean, I like his idea. I mean, we're going to get the, I mean, get the word out there on that idea. Uh, but I think, I do think it would be something. Ole Miss is so used to being in trouble for having things at their football game that offend people to have something on their uniform that is like including people and saying, hey, don't offend people and include people. Would it be a big step for Ole Miss? It'd be, a, it'd be a big step for Ole Miss, but not just for Ole Miss. I mean, for, I think, that, I think it'd be sports. a big step for sports and especially a sport like football. And for Ole Miss to be the one to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now Ole Miss, uh, they're in a position where they can really make a stand and um, uh, change a lot of people's views about the school for the better. And uh, right. with that idea, if that is something that they decide to do, um, I think, uh, I mean, I, I, w- I would definitely commend Ole Miss for doing something like that to to, 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 to show that the actions of a few uh, do not go anywhere as far as representing right. the whole. All right. Uh, CJ, is anything happening score-wise? We have uh, haven't really noticed uh, anything. We've got the games were all blowouts. Everything was happening as normal. I think Alabama is going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty-eight zero. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, we're we're it, nothing. Nothing's happening. CJ's over there just shaking his head. We're we're past time for our last break, but let me do tell you this portion of MSO is being brought to you by the Indie Memphis Film Festival. It is uh, coming up Halloween weekend, starting October thirty-first. 
uh, till uh, that Sunday. It's a uh, awesome festival. Happens Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This movie's playing all day long at Playhouse on the Square Circuit, Playhouse Studio on the Square. You can uh, catch catch movies all day, every day for the entire weekend. It's awesome. The lineup has been announced. Um, you can check it out at IndieMemphis.com, but we'll be talking more about that as it gets closer. We are low on time. Let's do some woohoos and boos. Woohoo! All right, we've got it. We've got it. Yeah, you low on time. <laughs> We're always low on time when we do woohoos and boos. I'm going to give a woohoo, woo-hoo! to Ed Orgeron, Ole Miss. Talk about Heidi Toddy. This is the good positive old news, Ole Miss story this week. Former Ole Miss head coach Ed Orgeron is leading the University of Southern Cal now for the I rest don't think of it's the good season. For Southern Cal, we've seen that guy, Coach. We love you going for it on fourth down and three, Coach. It's, it's good for it's good for sports. I'm gonna give a boo. Uh, we talked about we got serious and talked about the government shutdown for yeah. a minute earlier, but the uh, big effect of it is that our troops overseas cannot watch sports right now. That the that the network is the sports network has oh, been shut down. They're only getting the news, uh, the American. Uh, Forces Network. Yeah, the yeah. Force Network is not showing. Hang up and listen. The sports one's done. Oh yeah, uh, the, the winner, Dangerous Dave. Yeah, right? Dangerous Dave. One hang up and listen. Dangerous Dave. Call back, Dangerous. Cool. Dave. Housekeeping at the show. We'll be back next week, eleven to one. Look for us. We'll be at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium a little bit later on today for Johnny Radio. CJ Hurt and Marcus Hunter. I want to thank all of our guests. See you uh, to later on today. Holla back.